And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is the Washington picking Joe DeLeon. Good evening or good night. Good sir. I have a feeling this is going to get a little bit testy. Um, I, <laughs> I will try to say, because we, we were already just having a conversation about the game and it was already not going well. Congrats to Michigan fans. You guys got your win. It was a big win. You played your asses off. I think that there are a couple caveats that come into play here based on the health of a particular player, but I will wait to get to that. I mean, Joe, listen, uh, I, I'm not going to agree with you. I, I think Michigan proved me wrong in one area. They are the they're pro arguably the best defense in the country. I, I mean, yeah. the way that I mean, I had been saying that all year long, and and that was why they won that football game was because of the defensive performance that they had, and they answered any of the questions that we had coming into the week in terms of being able to cover all of those receivers. Without question, but I, look, the big thing is, and, and look, we talked about this, um, but bottom line is, is what I thought going into the game in reference to Michigan just absolutely choking out Washington came to came to pass I, I mean the more the more physical team and joe we'll, we'll get into this throughout the show here tonight um i i've been saying this all year you've given me massive pushback joe moore award-winning offensive line my ass all year i've told you those tackles were cheeks and tonight it proved to bear cheeks they are not good enough I that's 285 pounds they're not good enough we'll talk about that all here tonight okay all right i'll wait i'll wait to get to that i don't want to jump the jump the gun because i know we need to get to the you know the bet online read and and everything but i also don't agree with that i think ryan rosegarden had a bad game and one of the guards had a bad game i think the rest of the offensive line played fine and it's a difficult task to have to go against the best defensive line in the country which i've said all year long do you know what that is? The clapping that their offensive they, line they, they play better than Alabama's offensive line did. So it's I, not why, it, why that you def, that but you know what you know what Alabama didn't do? What? Get run out the building. They didn't get run out the Michael Bennix couldn't get off the turf. He was so banged up at the end of that game. They, Joe, Michigan in a great defensive game plan beat, beat the shit out of Michael Penix. That was a great defensive game plan. Joe, they got their asses beat. They couldn't score. Because the best player could barely move by the end of the I game. That game would have been closer if it wasn't that's, for any of that. Oh, that's bullshit. Okay, let's do this. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. We're not going to go to a commercial. We'll just do the live bet on line read ad. If okay. you haven't done so already tonight, I won me uh, a good chunk of change betting Michigan uh, tonight plus the five or minus the five and a half. We do that all at betonline.ag. Use that promo code BELIEVE50. That's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag where the game starts. Um, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Continue to share throughout the show. We greatly appreciate uh, if you would do us that favor by hitting that like and share. Joe, let's start off with this. I, I, I Look, I just don't agree with you on how this game played out, but let, let's talk about it. What I thought about all week or the last 10 days, whatever it was, came to pass. Michigan flatly choked out Washington from start to finish. They ran the ball all over them in the first half, over 200 yards rushing, I think 174 
yards rushing in the first quarter. The, the running game was the difference. You, you got Dylan Johnson, who is, yes, banged up, but we talked about this on AYS today. If Johnson couldn't get going, the, the second best back for Washington only has 182 yards going into the game. They don't have a second back that they could go to. We'll talk about that later in the game. The wheel route that was dropped, you're down by seven. You can't drop passes. You cannot make mistakes in games like this. Washington made a, a, a lot of mistakes, and they weren't able to overcome. One thing, I don't think Michigan played a great game offensively at all. And I think that that is the, the indication of why Michigan did not have to come into this game, Joe, playing their best game to win. They went one of 10 on third down, abysmal on third down. Multiple times they got in third and three, third and four situations. Michigan should have run the football. But nevertheless, congrats to the Michigan Wolverines, your national champion. They dominated all year, even through scandal. Um, I'm sure at some point during the show we'll talk about Jim Harbaugh possibly going to the NFL now, now that he has his national title. Uh, but, Joe, what a dominating performance by Michigan. Yeah, well, a lot of the stuff that I had said all season long, and by the way, for any of the Michigan fans that are maybe hopping in the chat or on the rewatch, might I remind everybody that I was the the, the early supporter of Michigan. Blake <clears> was not the early supporter of Michigan. That has to be brought out. I picked them to beat Ohio State, and I, I'm the one who predicted this whole tra trajectory for them to, to win a national title, though. But I didn't take them to win it, but I did believe that they were going to at least – have a realistic shot of reaching it while a lot of people wrote them off, especially when they played Alabama. What got them this far was their defense. It was their defensive performance on a week to week basis. It was their defensive line. I th think that even if certain guys didn't step up to the plate on that defensive line, they had multiple players to rotate in. And it's, it's kind of the reverse of what we talked about with the Washington receiving group. And I, I kind of regret not bringing this up and saying this when we previewed it. Like, Michigan didn't have enough guys to cover all of those Washington receivers that they were going to get open eventually. Well, Michigan's got too many good defensive linemen to keep up with all of them. And Mason Graham kicked absolute ass. He is the, the MVP of this game in my eyes. I think he played a phenomenal game. Not Dylan Edwards. Or Donovan Edwards, excuse me. I, I think that Donovan Edwards is a close second, but uh, Mason Graham is a guy who's going to get unrecognized for the performance that he had for being an interior defensive lineman. He beat the shit out of those guards in Washington Center the whole game, and that led to so many issues towards the end. Having a good defensive line like that shows up not in the first and the second quarter because they didn't get home in the first and second quarter, but later on in the end of the game, when your opposing offensive line is tired and they're grinded out and you've run them into the ground, eventually you've got Ryan Rosengarten who is getting the holding penalties. He's getting the false starts. He's in his own head. They're missing assignments. Guys are breaking through. That defensive line won Michigan the football game, and they played their asses off just like they've done every single game this year. Michigan was able to play soft coverage. Uh, look, making those open tackles uh, in the open field, playing that soft coverage. Uh, Joe, I know that you're going to mention this later, so I'm just going to get to it now. Michael Penix played a horrible game. Okay, from, from start to finish, he played a horrible game. Do you, do you game. think he was perfectly healthy? Do you think that Michael yeah, Penix I, was I, 
I don't think he was perfectly healthy, no. But he was healthy enough that when they needed to go down on the score on third and goal, they ran the ball with him twice. So uh, you can – That wasn't that – wait, wait, wait. I'm not talking about coming into the game. It wasn't. It was three drives after when they wound up going in to score and making it one score game. They ran the ball with him twice down in the end zone to try to score. They go for it on fourth down. McMillan gets the touchdown. If you're not healthy, okay. That's not the series that I'm talking about. That happened in the second quarter. I'm talking about at the start that of the third quarter. That did not happen in the second quarter. Yes, that did. That touchdown no, happened in the second not. quarter. No, what? it did not. That happened in the second quarter right before halftime. Joe, you want to bet? The, the touchdown that you're talking about where the the player prior on third down where they ran the ball with Michael Penix and he got tackled and then they ran the ball and there was the holding penalty on the outside and he threw the ball to McMillan. That okay. was the You're talking touchdown. about the sweep. I'm not talking about the sweep. That What you're talking about is correct, okay? But Penix rolled out left and ran and then went and okay. then threw it away. I'm – my don't all, don't, all, don't pitch and hold. Okay, can I finish my thought process here? Yes, go ahead. That's bullshit. If you're gonna say the ankle was the reason he lost, because I'm old enough That's to remember what I'm saying. Joe, That's he missed twelve passes in the first half. He was off. He got rattled. He was shook. He comes into a game wearing a ski mask, thinking that he and, and symbolizing he's gonna steal the game. Like bullshit. He has had times this year. Here's the truth. Michael Penix has had times this year where he has underperformed. You said, I've heard all year it was the flu game. I heard, oh, well, this happened, that happened. It's all been bullshit. It has all been bullshit. A defensive line. moments, Joe, against Arizona State, when they're down, they're only up seven. He throws a pick along the okay, side. We're not, okay, we're not talking about those games. We're talking about the national championship. I know, but what I'm and saying a is. A defensive lineman falling on his ankle is significant. And you could clearly see it was his lead foot. He could not plant. The, Adon- the Adunze long pass that he threw was underthrown. That's a ball that he never underthrows. Joe, did there he were not a bunch- throw one and underthrow one in the first half? Everybody was. T- Adunze for a touchdown. He misfired on a couple of throws, but then he started to he started to get into a rhythm in the second quarter, and then he starts the third quarter off by getting crunched on and getting his ankle getting obliterated. No, that's why they lost. That's not what I'm, I'm not saying that they purely lost because of that, but that significantly impacted the outcome of the game. If Michael Penix isn't at 75% because his ankle screwed up, I think that he delivers on a number of those throws that he missed on. He was clearly out of rhythm, and he clearly couldn't throw the ball the way that he's used to. He didn't look anything like the normal Michael Penix in terms of ball velocity that That we're used to seeing. That is my point, though. When you rudely interrupted me to start, what do you mean it's not like him? Do you remember Washington State? Do you remember? I do remember that. Okay, so when crunch time happens, there have been moments that he has performed like this. Am I lying? Yes or no? No, but in crunch time, there's been moments where he's made fantastic plays sure. and he's won them football games. Sure, but there's been more moments this year where he's underperformed. I, I will be honest. There has not been more there- moments. He has played better more than he has played bad. Sure, I'm not saying that. But to act like that there have not been four games where he's missed, it would be okay. wrong okay. in crunch time. Okay. The inability for... Washington to run the football 
lost them the game. That's what your real story should be. Not having, not not, the ability to not be able to run the football and dictate their tempo when they could not get anything going in the passing game is it. That that's your story. So they ran for 30 something yards with their lead back. I get that he's hurt, but they don't have a second option to Joe multiple times tonight. I marked this down starting the third quarter. Four times they had third and three or less and couldn't convert because they could not run the football. They they throw the wheel route that gets dropped out of the backfield on the slot blitz, perfectly called play. They th- their inability to run the ball lost them the game. I don't think just solely that loss in the game, but I will say I I think that it doesn't make any sense to me that they were trying to 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 get Dylan Johnson to play at a certain point. If you're Kalen DeBoer, I get that Dylan Johnson's trying to be tough, and I get that he's trying to be a team player and he's trying to step up to the occasion and play through the pain. But at a certain point, if you're a coach, the guy injures his ankle in the first quarter. He's he's coming into the game with a knee injury where he bursted something that they. Uh, explained in the pregame the guy is dealt with so much why the hell are you shoving him out there that was a really huge detriment to the run game they couldn't run the ball because the guy could barely move at a certain point forget the Penix injury for a second Dylan Johnson trying to play through that injury was really kind of stupid for a running back to try and play through that did not make any sense and I get what we said in on on AYS earlier that the other backs don't really have a lot of touches. How does that come into play? It doesn't matter. Someone's got to step up to the plate. It has to be the next man up. I don't think it was DeBoer saying, I don't trust the next guy because those guys got reps. I just think that it was him trying to let a leader lead, and it was a mistake doing that. I think another thing, too, Michigan, not to talk about Washington this whole time, but look, Michigan being able to Control the line of scrimmage, Joe. They ran the ball for 303 yards. That first half, they came out and popped uh, Washington right in the mouth. And there were times where Michigan got out of their game plan, trying to go for it on fourth down, uh, crucial third downs, letting McCarthy throw the football where they probably should have won it. But at the end of the day, it came down to they were the better team, the more physical team, and the more talented team. And I'm going to be honest, the, the better coach team. In, in my opinion. So with all of that being said, I, I think that we, we, we realize, okay, in the end of this, this is a line of scrimmage game, okay? The, the simple fact that Michigan came out and played soft coverage, knew that they could come up and tackle, and that their front four could get to the quarterback tells you all that you need to know. You know, another thing too, Joe, we um, going into halftime, I tweeted this to you, Washington only being down seven felt like a win because that game did not feel like it was a seven-point game at all. I felt like that game was much larger than the seven points it was at halftime. Here's the thing for me, though. This is what turned the game because Washington is down seven, all right? They have a a series where they wind up having to punt. They punt it down to the two-yard line. Penix gets the football. I mean, McCarthy gets the football. When McCarthy made that 22-yard run, the scramble, and got out of their own end zone and converted, I was like, man, I don't think they're going to come back and win. Because if they would have gotten a stop there, gotten short field position, maybe they could have gone in and scored. I know that Michigan punted on that drive, but the, the regardless, them getting out of their end zone, 
And then when you come down into the fourth quarter and, and Loveland gets that 41-yard catch, that was the ball game to me. McCarthy made the throw that he need to. But one thing I want to mention, bro, what was up with Washington and all those damn false starts? It felt like it was drive killers to me too. Complete drive killers. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of mistakes. Uh, actually, from both teams, um, had a number of mistakes. But the Washington false starts. Ro- Rosengarden played probably his his worst game of the season. And as I said earlier, you could totally see that this off certain guys on the offensive line were overwhelmed. I, I don't think the whole unit played bad. I think it was specifically Rosengarden, uh, and at times one of the guards in the interior. Random side tangent before we continue back. Quinshawn Judkins pulls the ultimate troll move. 15 minutes ago, he just committed to Ohio State, which is probably the most hilarious timing. No way. Do. Yeah, no he way. committed to Ohio State. I I just I scrolled over, I swiped over and I had Twitter open, and it was the first thing that popped up. Have to bring that up. I'm sure we'll react to that on Wednesday. I think that one of the things that really stood out to me that set Washington up for failure. I where I'm getting mad and why I'm yelling at you is because I don't think that this game was as lopsided as I think you felt it was. I think that Washington was in a position to win it and was in a position to play this game close. They just handicapped themselves at the start of the game. For whatever stupid reason, Washington came out and said, we're going to play really conservative defense. We're going to play back and we're going to play really conservative and space everything out and try to play gap sound defense. And instead, they were playing on their heels. They gave up all of those big rushing plays because they weren't doing the one thing that they started to do in the second and third quarter that worked really well until eventually the der- the the uh, the dam burst, the dam blew open, and they couldn't do it anymore, which was selling out to stop the run, sending a lot of pressure up the middle, faking that pressure up the middle, middle and dropping it back, and that forced J.J. McCarthy to beat them. J.J. McCarthy couldn't beat them, and then eventually, in the fourth quarter, end of the third quarter, when he got that big pass to Loveland, that was when the dam burst. The biggest two issues for me here is, are one, that poor, shitty defensive game plan to start the game by Washington, and then two, the lack of ability for them to capitalize on that game being a seven-point game for when it was. They needed to score on one of those drives, and they couldn't get the job done. They just could not. They were out of rhythm. All of these things that we've talked about, all of the miscues, all of the misfires, they all added up on all of those drives, and Washington failed to capitalize on being in a position and actually coaching better they, they were the better coach team in the second and for most of the third quarter until Michigan started to pull away. They were in a position and they failed to capitalize on it. Well, that that's why I mean the J.J. McCarthy run was so big because Michigan turned the ball over five times this year. You know that? Yeah. Joe, they, they turned the ball over only five times this year. Five. They only had 45 penalties all year long. Like, I mean – they were you know why I never felt it, like this game was like they were going to come back because I just didn't have enough faith in Michael Penix to lead him back. I, I never yeah. once thought tonight that Michael Penix would like after watching him play, I just never got the feel that he could lead a drive to get them back to tie it. Like uh, no- I don't agree with that. I, I, I thought that he I mean that big play that he had to Dunze that I keep referencing that he threw to him on the Joe, that's on just the boundary. One. Think of all the ones he missed. I don't want to rehash this because I really think that he was off rhythm because of his ankle. I, I really do. Well, I, I would love. Okay, regardless if it's his ankle, regardless if you're going to give that up or not, regardless of what your take is on that, 
Okay. If he is hurt, okay, then he if he then that means he is off. I did not right. feel like it, I, then. Okay. You, thank you for making my point that he could not lead them back. Well, he definitely couldn't by the end of the game. I mean, again, the guy the guy was barely able to stand up. He was I shook. Think that, no, he would. He did not. You could tell by his body language that he was shook. Regardless of the well, the same argument can be made for JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy looked like shit. JJ McCarthy was like eighteen for sixteen at one point, and for eighty yards, he looked. JJ McCarthy contributed very little to the outcome of this game. Very, very little. He made a couple good throws, but JJ McCarthy contributed a, a very small ounce. He's the guy that shows up on presentation day uh, when you have a group project in college and is like, "Hey guys." We got an A. Look, we got an A. And he didn't do any of the work. That is exactly what J.J. McCarthy is. He he is Daniel Jones. I tweeted that, and I stand by it. He just does barely enough while the run game takes over and leads the team to the victory, and their defensive line wins them the football game. We have a lot of Super Chats fired in. You want your comments, read, thoughts, questions, concerns. Fire them inside the Super Chats on YouTube. Uh, Beefstick, our, our, one of our better followers, uh, since a four ninety nine dollar super chat says, if you remember my super chat from yesterday, guys, I predicted Michigan by to win by seventeen. Well, time to fire Joe and hire me, Blake. Love the show and you, Blake. Uh, thank you so much, Beefstick. Uh, he did predict that, Joe. He he did oh, predict Michigan. I'll, I'll only allow him to fill in for me if he looks exactly like his profile picture. <laughs> if, if, if if he what is if who is he is him? claiming to be, it is him. What if it I, is? I'd, I would quit. I would completely quit covering college football. I would go become a janitor somewhere. If I forget what the name of that porn star is. He's got like a really unique name. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> Emperor says on YouTube, so happy these Washington clowns will be quiet now that Jane okay, Daniels. Can, can I, I have to say something that's going to piss you right off? Husband. These two things are unrelated. They're unrelated. They're uh, not related. Okay. They are They're related not. when you have articles coming out by national writers all week that Pennix should have won the Heisman over Jaden Daniels. I don't think that this super chat is, is far-fetched when there's been article after article after article all week about it. There wasn't a, a okay, there wasn't a bad argument for Penix to at least have been in the conversation. He rightfully came in second place. Like he also won. The Maxwell Award, right? He he won the award from the most outstanding player in college football. Didn't win the Heisman. Jane Daniels deserved it. But he was still in the conversation, and he played fantastic in the semifinal. I, I don't think that the argument was horrible for that being there, and I don't think that the outcome of this game changes the fact that he deserved to, to finish in second. You can't move the goalposts because one guy's playing and the other guy's not. That's all I'm gonna say. I appreciate the okay. for the uh for the super chat. Wicked Bronco production says Michigan legit got all the help in the world by the refs. Let them play all game. The minute Washington gets a big play, it's a hold. Michigan has the easiest path to the Natty every year. I wish 2018 to 2020 Notre Dame played uh these college football teams. Your thoughts on that super chat? Um I don't know if I don't know how I feel about the little last part with with Notre Dame. I mean, probably one of the best Notre Dame teams in the past decade was that 2020 team. And it doesn't help that they ran into that Alabama team that they had to face 2018 team. I completely disagree with the one that they got smoked by Clemson. They, they had absolutely no shot, but 
I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if that Notre Dame team would have gotten the job done against this Michigan team. I, I don't, I don't, I, Ian book was fine. I don't think that Ian books, the guy who steps up to the plate against that defensive line. They literally, the goal of, of Michigan's defense and the commentary team said this was we're, we don't care if we don't get a sack on Penix. We're not going to that's, hit him after he right. throws the ball, get pressure in his face. And this is one of the things that we talked about. In well, the that's what we talked about earlier today. What happens if Michael Penix starts getting hit? Like we, Joe, we had. Yeah, I will concede today, that part. I will concede like that earlier part. today. I I asked you, okay, what happens if Penix starts getting hit? Okay, and the thought process was, okay, we have not seen him get hit all year long. He'd only been sacked twelve times the entire year. I, it it just felt like to me, like looking at his eyes, I felt like he was like, oh shit, you know, these dudes don't stop, you know, like. And look, he he got no help. He got no help in the running game, and I'm not going to take that away from him. If you can, the best thing that you can help with a quarterback is the running game. He didn't have it, but I will tell you this though too: he doesn't help himself. He doesn't help himself by playmaking, right? He is a true pocket dude. He he does. He's not a playmaker. Well, he's got two messed up knee injuries sure. that have kind of hampered his mobility. Yeah, noticeably, he was having a lot of trouble moving in the pocket. I I will agree completely on that, though, that I thought Michigan had the right idea that they didn't necessarily have to sack him because he does have really good pocket awareness and he's a really good decision maker. But the way that they were able to impact the game is that they were getting in his face, getting in his face. By the end of the game, they were hitting him and popping him so much that like he was you're right. I will admit in the fourth quarter, yes, he was rattled when he threw that interception. Yes, he was rattled. And by the time that the end, the game came to the end, he was really in his head and there was nothing that he could do. I also want to add this in here. We didn't talk about this a second ago. I don't know if we have any more Super okay. Chats. but We do. We'll get to them in just a moment. That's what I was about to say. I think another really important part of this game was how well Michigan tackled. There hasn't been a single Dude. team this year that has tackled that well against Washington, and it's not even close. I, I think back to – I think it was in the second quarter where um, – uh, who's number zero on Michigan? I'm blanking on uh, his name. Starts, the, starts with an S, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, the kid who had the pick. I, it's uh, been Sam, a long uh, center skill. He had that incredible tackle yeah, where the, McMillan like does that goofy thing where he's trying to reach for the first down. He's three yards short. That was that to me was the first red flag of oh Washington's not going to have an easy time, and they didn't have any yak. That was another thing we talked about in the preview. No yards after the catch set that up for them. It made it so hard for their offense to operate. And without having that yards after catch, it, it that's their run game. That's part of their run game is getting that extra yardage on those short passes. And it was it was non-existent. It was non-existent. And, and, and look, let you can even clip this about how look dominating defense. The not only Joe did the play match, you know, a, a lot of things that we thought that they could do. I thought it was a really well-called game. I, I, I thought that Mentor and the boys called a really good game. And, and Joe, to be honest with you, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. They're evaluating well in recruiting. They're developing well. Those linebackers are unreal. 25 is unreal. I, I forget the gentleman, the young man's name. Uh, uh, Junior Colson. Colson. Uh, du dude could sideline to sideline. You know who he reminds me of being an SEC guy myself? He's Patrick Willis, dude. Like the lower body, the way that he runs, 
sideline to sideline. Joe, when they – you're right. When they started making tackles in the open field and Adunze and Polk and McMillan couldn't couldn't get anything going, Joe, I'll be real with you. I was wrong. I did not think that they would be able to lock them down like that. And they they, they proved me wrong. It was the biggest strength of, of the game uh, uh, for them. You know what else, too, Joe? Being able to get home with four. And, and when I say home, affect Penix enough. They didn't have to send pressure. So they're dropping seven. They're dropping, you know, sometimes eight at times. They're they're able to get there. And, and when you're able to drop that many dudes in coverage, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. it legitimately doesn't because you're you're blanketing everyone. Now they had some blown coverages here and there, maybe some touchdowns that should have been had by Washington, but it didn't matter. They they suffocated all night. Um that's for sure. But they are the best. They are one of the best tackling teams I've seen all year. They might be the best tackling team I've seen all year. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't even think it's close. I, I have not seen a outside team tackle that well. I, I mean, outside of Georgia, they're the best defense I've seen all year. Well, we didn't even talk about that after the Rose Bowl being a big reason why Michigan beat Alabama. Like we, it was almost a, a foregone conclusion. But if we look back at that game, that was why they were able to keep Jalen Milrow in check. That was why they were able to right. limit Burton and McClellan, all these good athletes, from really taking over. And one of them dominating the game was because they tackled. They finished. They finished plays. And that's where coaching comes into play, that we know that there is uh, you know, a really good coaching staff that has just prepared their guys on a week-to-week basis. You know, you bring up Alabama. Let me ask you the question. And I know you're going to disagree, but I got to bring it up anyway. Is Al- is Alabama the second best team in the no. country? No. No, they're not. I know that they played them close, but they're not the second best team in the country. Well, it's certainly in Washington. I <sighs> You just can't have that. I don't think that this, I don't think that this performance discredit. This isn't TCU last year getting their asses kicked. That performance does not no, discredit Washington. No, it was. It's not the performance that we had from TCU a year ago. But Joe, I, I, I can't look at what 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 happened to Washington up front and say that it's close. The final score, and you know this well about me, so you know that I'm not just completely going crazy. The final score does not dictate to me how physically dominated they got up front. Now, they got better throughout the game. They put eight in the box. They were able to start the, stop the run. But after that, they just kept leaning on Washington, and it and they wind up breaking. I, I, I just feel like it was an old-school, physical-dominating performance by Michigan. Okay, here's, here's my thing, though. I don't think that this game discredits how good Washington was. I'm not going to rehash the injury stuff for why this game ended up being so lopsided, but but I think that it has to be brought up if we're going to reevaluate who were the top teams. We said this coming in. The phrase that I used was styles make fights. These two teams were stylistically very different. And it's one of the things that I said in the preview that this either was going to be a really you know gritty close game or there was a really high probability that this be, this ends up being lopsided on either end. If Washington plays true to themselves and they play a really good football game and Michigan's the one on their heels, they had the potential to blow them out because they had the receivers to do it. They didn't do that, and Michigan was the better football team, and Michigan blows them out because they out-physicaled them. 
So just because the score is by 17 points or whatever it was, does not tell me Washington has to be moved down a peg from that number two spot. It just tells me that these teams were so different that when one came down to the end of the game, they were able to take over because their style was better than the other style. You don't think Georgia would clap those cheeks? I, I mean, there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts that we could sit here and do with so many damn teams, man. I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, let, let's get over to Harbaugh very quickly. So Jim Harbaugh wins his first national title uh, at Michigan. Joe, there's obviously a lot of rumors now that are flying because now the season is over. They've won the national title. Does this change anything for him? Does Now that he's won a national title, does he run it back at Michigan? Like, how much does this na national title uh, uh, change things for him, if anything? I would be willing to bet tomorrow morning and maybe whenever people are watching this this clipped video, um, I, I would be willing to bet that tomorrow morning we're going to get an Adam Scheffner tweet that uh, Jim Harbaugh is on a plane to interview somewhere or maybe there's no public statement, maybe there's no action, but we get a strong recognition that hey, this team's trending towards hiring Jim Harbaugh and it ends up being uh, the Chargers or the Panthers are the two that are rumored. I, I don't see a reason why he wouldn't he wouldn't leave. He accomplished something that he set out to do, which is winning a national championship for the school that he played for. Mm -hmm. He gets to go out on top and he gets to evade all the bullshit that he would be enduring if he decided to stay at Michigan. The, the NCAA was going to come and hunt his ass down. The Big Ten was going to come and hunt his ass down. It makes no sense for him to stick around and for in the final, he's 60 years old, 10 years of his coaching career to deal with this for the next couple of years. He's better off going in the NFL, and I think that that is likely going to be the plan based on all of the rumors and all the speculation that we've had over the past week. I don't know if it comes within a week. You know, I know that they'll probably have a celebration in Michigan, like have a parade or whatever, you know, the people up north do. I don't know if it'll come within a week. Now, it is interesting that, uh, you know, obviously the Chargers interviewed um, – I think Stephen Wilkes today, so they're moving rather quickly uh, and getting some things done. Uh, but, I, I, Joe, I don't know when it's going to come, but I think it, it, it could. And good for, for Harbaugh and good for Michigan. You got one on the way out if he does leave. Joe, I think he's got a bigger decision on his hands, right? Like, I, I don't know if it's as easy of this, uh, a decision that he makes it out to be. Now, I know that he wants to play and win a a a – Super Bowl, but you know we'll have to wait and see on that. I, you know, I hate for, as a college football fan losing uh, a good coach, and 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 we'll yeah. see about that. Let's get to a couple more of these uh, uh, super chats here. I forgot where we left off. I think it's uh, uh, it's after the cheat again one. It's that one. Yeah, you just yeah. the right one. Uh, Wicked says these Michigan fans can brag about this national title all they want until it's vacated. NCAA it's not gonna get. It's not gonna get vacated. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. There's no, I, I, yes, what they did was reprehensible. Yes, what they did was bad. But they don't have proof that they were doing it this season. And one could argue if they ceased doing it even at the beginning of the season or before the season, it didn't impact the national championship. I, I sincerely and seriously doubt that they will vacate this win. Thank you for the super chat. I, I, I'm with you on that one, Joe. Uh, Bryce Roberts says, I think everyone liked and wanted Washington to win, but their fan base just became unbearable to listen to. <laughs> I, I I can agree with that. Look, as somebody, Joe, uh, that they targeted a lot here, I, 
look, I, I'll just say this, okay? Let me, can I make my formal statement without you jumping down my throat? On yes, one? yes. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Joe, all year long with Washington for me, and I'll let you chime in on this as well, and, and we can put this up for Washington. I know I've taken a lot of heat from Washington fans, and some of it rightfully so. But I do think I do feel like my eyes did not deceive me on some of the things that they do. I did not believe that they were the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. I've been saying it for for weeks now. I, I just think that they had weaknesses, specifically at tackle. That bared to be out one tonight. I didn't think that you were good, uh, Joe. I, I knew that my eyes were telling me the truth because they were still a top 100 defense. You know, like they were still in close to the hundreds around the 98, 99 mark in total defense. I knew my eyes did not deceive me there on what they were doing. I'm not going to say that this loss versus Michigan vindicates what I've been saying all year because, look, I'm two and four against them. What I, what I will say is – I just think that there's something to be said that when a team shows you who they are throughout the year, okay, as a team, not not necessarily as, okay, one side of the ball. Like, Joe, if they were a top 50 defense, I probably would have kept my mouth shut. But because they were so bad throughout the year on defense and they said it's injuries, it's this and that, well, the injuries didn't – you got guys back. It wasn't injuries that beat you defensively tonight. It was you getting your shit pushed in by a better team up front. I, I, I just think that we gotta we we gotta look at a team like them. And look, we, we talked about this. People making comparisons to 2019 LSU. Please stop. Please stop. You're, you're I don't not, think many sane people were doing that. By the way, not many sane people. Joe, again, you had 13 people along that defense, either starters or rotational pieces in the two deep that literally got drafted. On that yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, your four-string middle linebacker is Damone Clark starting for the Cowboys, right? Like, I, I mean, there's so many different things here. I, I just think defensively they, they showed me finally who they were against a team, a better overall team. I, I don't disagree on the defensive front. Like, I, I really am not going to sit here and debate you on that because their defensive tackles were not good enough against the interior group of Michigan, who was down a man, down their best offensive lineman in Zach Center, who was not available in this game, and they still got blown off the ball. And I, I never said coming into this game that interior defensive line was going to do much, but where I still am going to keep pushing back, I still believe that Washington deserved to win that Joe Moore Award. I don't think that their performance tonight is an indication of the quality of their offensive line. Every team that has played that Michigan defensive line has gotten their asses whooped. I don't think that even that who like who would you have given it to? I bet that any other good offensive line would have gotten their butts kicked by that. That, that defensive line is that good. To, I think there's three teams that easily you could have given it to. You could have given it to LSU. You could have given it to Georgia. Joe, what, they what, ran the ball for nine yards a carry. Nine. Because of Jane Daniels. It doesn't Jane, matter. If Washington had Jane Daniels, their yards per carry average a million times in the SEC. One of them gave up 12 in the pack. Because you had the most elusive quarterback, one of the most elusive quarterbacks in the history of college football Dave, playing for you. Joe, who has more prospects along their offensive line? You're an NFL draft dude. Who does? 
It's equal. It's not that far off right now. Going into the upcoming draft, there's no LSU guys that are coming out. What LSU? Yeah, they're all coming back because they're underclassmen. Are long the offense? Okay. Troy Fontana is going to be a first-round pick. LSU. Take out LSU. You mean okay. to tell me that Georgia will not push people's shit in? Georgia, I, I think that Michigan would have given Georgia still a really hard time. I, I really think that Michigan would have. We're not talking about Michigan. That's where, no, no, that – that's my whole argument is that no, that Michigan defense line. We're talking about the Joe Moore Ward and who should have won it. But my whole argument here is that their Washington's offensive line looked bad because Michigan makes everybody's offensive line look bad. They're one of the That's most talented cool. defensive units We've seen in the Bama. past We've two seen decades. Do that to teams. What I'm saying is giving and giving an offensive line group that's got a guard at 285 pounds. I'm just going to be real with you. Is a fucking joke. It's a they, fucking joke. They played great all season. They got their butts kicked tonight. I don't think that takes away from their performance this season. Texas, Texas, the, the game versus Texas was an anomaly because what Washington was best at, Texas was the worst in. They played great against Texas, too, and we have to admit that that Texas defensive... I, I understand that you're trying to say that's an, an anomaly. Troy Fontana is going to be a first-round pick who's their left tackle. He got and his for, ass whooped tonight. He's still going to be a first-round pick. Got that ass whooped. All right. All I'm saying is, is that if you think that they were... They have Fugazi written all over them. Yes, are there other offensive lines that belonged in the conversation? Yes. Yes, was it a close race this year? Absolutely. But did it go to an undeserving team? No. I feel like I'm arguing Skip Bayless. Well, that's why we do this show. That's why we do this show. No one wants to listen to two people fucking agree. People want to listen to us yell at each other. That's why there's 250 people fucking watching this on Facebook and YouTube because they wanted to listen to the two of us fucking yell at each other. That's why we do this. That's why we get our blood pressure so high because people want to listen to us yell at each other. <laughs> I need to clip that. <laughs> I'm writing that down. I got to clip that. Might, that might be the clip of the show. I might not even pull anything from the from the recap of the game. By the way, thank you everyone for doing a super chat. We've got a lot of people that have thrown super chats in. Oh god, I'm fucking crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Bryce Roberts says, Joe, they couldn't run the ball because the O-line sucked tonight. It was clear as day. Any response? I, I think that Dylan Johnson playing at 40% capability was also very I agree with you on that. that. Hey, look, Joe, look. L let's talk about this for just a second. They ran the ball for 46 yards. I mean, when when I came into the show tonight and we talked about we talked about Penix crapping the bed, okay, and, and I will concede on even him in the second half being a little banged up. Joe, you can't run the ball for forty six yards. I, I, that's that's the biggest thing for that offensive line. They couldn't get a push, like no push. And I get that that D line is who they are. But but here's here's the problem I have here, Joe. It's if that's the best offensive line in the country, they should be able to get a push against at some time okay. Okay. against this D line. I'm not going back down that rabbit okay. hole with you. What I will say though, what I will say though, 
there's two troubling issues that come into the, the, the face of why the run game didn't work. That I, one I said earlier, the other one I didn't. Why DeBoer let Dylan Johnson play as much as he did? And, yeah. and not recognize, not reading the room, not recognizing the you situation. You texted me and said he was in the medical tent after the first play. Remember that? The, the second that that happens, it's got to be like, look, Dylan, I appreciate you wanting to. He was, we would watch him do something, and then he would be waddling back to the <laughs> back to the 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 huddle. The, yeah, because they didn't the have a choice. But they have other backs, even if they're not as good as Dylan Johnson. You have to at least try. The other thing that. Doesn't make any sense to me. They did it on the first play that Dylan Johnson got rolled up on. Why they weren't doing what works when they run the ball, which is pitching the ball to the outside, getting these outside runs, uh, getting the ball in space. That's worked for them. Running the ball between the tackles hasn't. And for some reason, they kept trying to go back to that against a really good defensive line, trying to go up against Mason Graham. That that just did not make any sense to me. Beefstick says, Joe, is I was wrong in your vocabulary. Rewind to 42.30 to the quick rant I just had. I, I No, I'm not going to admit that I'm wrong. This show wouldn't be fun if I did. Uh, Brian says, greatest defense in college football's history, most impressive championship in history, throughout it all against the odds, 15-0. I don't agree with that at all. I'd say it's top right, 10. I'd say it's top 10. Let's make a segment out of this. So the Super Chat just asked, Brian just asked, did we believe that this was the best championship run championship team of all time? Joe, you know where I'm going with this. They're, they're, they're not a better team than 2019 LSU. They're, they're not. They're not a better. 2019 LSU would beat that ass because they couldn't stay, they couldn't keep up with him. That defense is not better than the the Georgia defense that we saw last year it's not it's not better than the one we saw in 21 so he asked about which is the better defense Georgia had two better defenses the last two years right yeah and I mean there's there's other defenses that we could rattle off off the top of our heads I mean like what was it the 2001 Miami team that won the national championship I mean like the Hall of Famers on that defense uh, yeah we we could keep pulling and pulling I think that this Michigan defense justified putting themselves in like the top seven conversation. That was a really good defense. I am not discrediting an ounce of any anything that they did. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to have a Stetson Bennett moment right here. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. That defense is phenomenal. And I said this all year long that made them dangerous when I predicted them to beat Ohio State. When I said that they had a, a real shot to beat Alabama, despite everyone running away and picking Alabama that they're too deep, that they're, they've got too many rotations, and then they've got a star that is turning into an elite player that's only a true sophomore in Mason Graham. And that kid is going to be the best defensive tackle in the country in 2024. Mm-hmm. He is a wrecking ball. And I have had such joy watching him just from a scouting perspective. He is so freaking good. But they just they, they don't have the completeness that some of these other defensive units have had where they've had – ridiculous amounts of top 100 draft picks. I mean, that LSU team, uh, mo- the, the safeties to the corners, to the linebackers, to the defensive tackles were top 100 draft, NFL draft picks. One of them. Yeah, Michigan one can't of them. say the same thing. Uh, what I would say is, and I'll, I'll give, you know, I, I think it, we can't overlook this for Michigan. Joe, they have come over a lot of adversity this year. A lot of adversity. You know, you got your head coach suspended for the first three games of the year. 
Then he gets suspended for another three games at the end of the year. They never really flinched, ever. And so for for that alone, okay, I think they need to have a lot of praise, okay? So I'm not going to say that they're one of the best teams. Joe, I don't even know if I'll go top 10. Could they be in there? Could we have the conversation in the segment, in the debate? Sure. I I don't know off the top of my head. I think they're a really good team. But what's going to be known about this team was it it, it felt like, you know, people said like the Jordan documentary, you know, last dance. Like this is the last dance with Harbaugh uh, and this team and and let's get it done. I, I think that they should be commended for that. Bottom line. That was another thing that I brought up a lot during the season. I kept saying, don't pick against a a galvanized team. Don't pick against a team that has the mentality of everybody against us. And everybody clowned on them. You know, everyone was like, oh, this is these guys are jokes. Like, this is so corny. They're the, you know, it's hard to buy in on them because of the way that they're acting. They're like the Houston Astros. Everyone wanted the Houston Astros to disappear, disappear into oblivion because of what they did. Sure, Michigan got in trouble for cheating. Yeah, they did. And I defended the hell out of them. I was one of the few people out there that was stupidly defending them during all of this and saying that they weren't in the wrong for doing what they did. But they were galvanized. They, instead of crumbling, they rallied around it. And that's what made them such a good football team. Yeah, they did. I I, I will agree with that. And look, it's been 10 years since a non- uh, Southeastern located ge- geographically team has won. Okay, the first time in ten years a Big Ten team has won the national title. Joe, I, let me let me say this. So this will be something that we could talk about during the non-playing portion of the year. I, Ohio State's not the team anymore. They're not the team to beat. So when you win a national title like this, Michigan is the top dog now. Can that change if Harbaugh leaves? Sure. But Michigan is the team. They are the face of the Big Ten. And you can't take that away from them. And Michigan's runs the Big Ten as of right now. I mean, nobody else is running it. Now, maybe with the new teams coming in, could there be someone to dethrone them? Possibly. But I don't think it's going to be soon. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a Wednesday discussion. But uh, I think that Michigan has established themselves as the top, but at the same time, a lot of these guys are moving on. There's going to be a lot of these guys that are moving on. They've recruited really well, and they develop really well. Mm-hmm. If Mentor and Sharon Moore don't go anywhere, I, I, you know, we'll see. Which, by the way, we got to talk about on Wednesday, Kevin Steele retired. Bama's looking yeah. for a new D.C. Maybe Mel Tucker could be the <laughs> Um, the thing that I texted you. <laughs> I know that he, you know, his sexual deviants are behind him. <laughs> you know that that's just, that it's come out like this is the girl's like fourth sexual harassment on a high profile person that hasn't come to pass. That's yeah. We yeah, don't need. We, we don't need. That's terrible. Beefstick says Avatar's name is Barry Wood. Okay, didn't need to know that. Thank you. He says, how does this show only have 4,700 subscribers? It's well, only been a year. It's only been a year. Yeah, only been a year. We're gaining like 1,000 a month. You know, we just need to get like 2,000 a month. If the Well, if the math checks out by the start of next season, that's what, eight well, months from now? We'll be 10K. We'll, we'll be 12 probably. 
Yeah, probably so. Hopefully that the all season is is kind to us. Thank you, Beef Stick, for the super chats. Uh, Teresa, Tercerio, excuse me, eighty seven says, how many passes did Penix miss beyond uh, behind or over their heads? Jeez. I mean, look, Joe, he did – like, regardless – like, can we just take the injury out for just a quick moment, please? It's Let's not, not argue. About okay. Can we just take it out for a minute? Regardless okay. if he was hurt or not, Penix didn't miss a lot of throws. Either he was hurt or he wasn't. Regardless of what he was, he missed. Is that fair? Yeah, I don't think that's unfair, and I think that that was a key factor to the game, that he was not on his same level of accuracy. He is an elite player when delivering the ball to the boundary, and the ball was not coming out with the same zip. It was not coming out with the same accuracy, the same placement, and that really, really hurt them. Very very much so. Um, he also says 2011 Bama or 2016 Clemson absolutely smashes this Michigan team. Uh, 2011 Bama. What team was that? Uh, had 24 defensive players. That's the year that they played LSU and LSU didn't get past the uh, 50. Uh, had 24 defensive players in their uh, top two uh, depth chart that got drafted. All 24. Who's the Was that McCarron? That was AJ McCarron. Yep. Holy His shit! First yeah, title. That that team. That team. Yeah, that, that defense was serious. Uh, I wouldn't go 2016 Clemson. I go 2018 Clemson. Yeah, the the Trevor Lawrence, because the first Deshaun Watson Clemson team was like right when they were really starting to pick up steam. I agree. It was the Trevor Lawrence one that they won it with. Was when you know they were really at their peak level and their capability because, like we remember, that was the year that they. Was that the year that they put out they had Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence, or was that 2020? Remember when Christian Wilkins took his finger in somebody's booty? I don't remember. <laughs> Go look at Christian Wilkins. There was oh, I wait, I know I know yeah. the play that you're talking about. He took his finger in the Oklahoma player's booty or something like that. Yeah, I, I sadly remember that. Yeah. Um, that was disgusting. <laughs> like, what are you doing? That 2018. And, and you know, have you heard the by, by, by the way, have you heard the Dabo Sweeney conspiracy theory? About where the well, it was him playing pickup basketball, right? Well, no, the 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 eye on the, yeah. the bruised eye. You yeah. know that very famous people that some people believe are assumed to be in the Illuminati have been seen in public with a black eye, a left black eye. So you think he's acting out, and they're? Uh, they're... I think that he's finally sold his soul to the Illuminati because he wants to get back to national championship runs. I need to remember there's a funny clip from Ted that I just ran randomly thought. Have you seen the movie Ted? Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm going to send you. I, I can't say it on this show, but I'm going to send you a clip that maybe just made me think of that. Some I, I saw a commercial tonight. There was like Ted in the commercial. Like he's doing something. He's, I, uh, it's, I, they're doing a TV show on, on Peacock. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's the last one. Joe, how do you want to uh, wrap this no, one? No, no, no. Wait, we missed, we missed a couple. Okay. My bad. Oh, oh wicked! Yeah, that one says I don't know where this notion from Michigan fans comes from about JJ McCarthy being an elite quarterback. Uh, they think he's a top fifteen quarterback. As a Denver fan, we don't want him. Ian Book was better statistically than JJ McCarthy. He is not a good quarterback, and, and he has been brought up and illustrated as this first round draft prospect. Could he improve if he goes back to school? 
Absolutely. Does he have a lot of raw tools that are that are great for the position? Absolutely. But is the version of him right now good enough to go on to the NFL? And is you know was he impactful in this game? No fucking shot. Absolutely not. He he has quietly done the bare minimum while his team has has done everything around him. Yeah, I don't think he's a top fifteen type of quarterback. And look, they won they won despite him. You know what, Joe? I I, I I'm going to say this. I think that team could have won a national title with the kid Orgy. Yeah, I don't disagree. And by with the that. way, <laughs> that's the best name in college football going into 2024. Of course you say that. Of course you say that. <laughs> Is it not? That's up there. <laughs> He's running down the field while having an Orgy. Okay, no one's going to say that. <laughs> uh, did you see RG three did the did a, a guest segment with the kid that got offered by West Virginia uh, Ryan? Yes, yes, I <laughs> I saw that. I, I Noah, I, Noah, uh, I'm not gonna say RG three has way too much fun with with these guys with ridiculous names. He knows that it's his bit, and I I mean I appreciate RG three for doing for um you know playing the bit because it's pretty funny. Uh, Dizzy Ant with a four nine nine dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Dizzy Ant, for uh for that. Joe, as we wrap it up here, any final thoughts on this game? No, it sucks for Washington. Um, I'm disappointed because you know they had such a good season, and I really thought they were going to get the job done. Uh, credit to Michigan for playing the way they did. Again, I've been supporting you guys the whole year. Um, just so happens I picked against you in this one game, but. We'll have to see what happens during the offseason, man. There's a lot that's going to happen in the next couple of days, and we'll be back on Wednesday with a new intro to talk about some, some maybe some craziness and the fallout of this game. Uh, I, 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 I think it's funny that we're here because, Joe, we've been doing this show not full-time, okay? We didn't do Rafino and Joe show last year. We did it on Saturdays. We started uh, actually in January of, of, of last year. Uh, or December of 28th of last year, yeah. uh, or two years ago, technically, 2022, whatever it is. And uh, it, it's funny, Joe, because the last two years, I've had the same thoughts on TCU and Washington, and it took me to get to the national title game for it all to come out as truth. Thank you, I feel vindicated. Ah, oh, sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. I knew I wasn't crazy. Well, then next year I'm going to be right. Next year I'm going to be right. Maybe I, you I, will I, be. Maybe you will be. But I just feel so goddamn good to know that my eyes did not deceive me. I knew my eyes didn't deceive me, which, by the way, <laughs> I, you know, I don't I don't remember really our bet. Maybe we'll just have to talk about this off air. You owe me a bottle of whiskey. No, 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 no. That wasn't the bet. The bet was game picks. You tweeted that at me. I'm like, what the what the hell is he talking about? It was game picks. I won the game picks. And I also we split the the playoff game picks. So you didn't, you know, you didn't come back enough to wait. Let's let wait. Do we still have those? Well, we didn't loaded? pick ball games. This was the last one that we had. Well, we did pick ball games and we we thought that we would, but yeah. It is what it is. All right, you won. Congratulations. No, let me tally that. Let me let me tally the math. Let me tally the math. I'll give you. We'll give you an exact. What answer. if we're Todd? Uh, then it just rolls into next season. 
Or well, we could both get each other a bottle of bourbon and be nice. Or I just don't give you a bottle of bourbon and I don't make you eat a hat. I don't know if that's as fun. <laughs> All right. Well, look, congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines. They are the national champion. Uh, a great year. I'm sure we'll be talking a, a lot about them, Joe. The 2023 season has wrapped up. Before we get out of here, uh, what are your, some of your best memories of the year? Man, that is a tough question. Um, we'll do a segment of that tomorrow. Yeah. We'll have to answer that here tonight. I, I mean, the the – the biggest thing for me is just to see the amount of growth that we've had. I know that there's a lot of college football memories that like, well, let's, let's talk about that on Wednesday. But like, I just think the biggest thing is to, to see that we've built a community and that we've gotten all these people that are just so juiced up to listen to us yell at each other is, is one of the best things. And, you know, if I, if I had been doing this sooner and we had been doing this sooner, who knows how much, you know, how much more we could have really built this thing up. But um, next season, the off season is going to be huge for us. And, I can't wait to turn this thing into just a small little production into something bigger. Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll see y'all tomorrow or tomorrow or we'll figure that out. Probably Wednesday. Okay. Regardless of that or Wednesday. Until then, we'll see y'all soon. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.